When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, my talkers, happy Tuesday. We are hanging out with Lori and myself today. A little bit of a short, short crew today. You know, how's it going over there, Lori? I just have uh, four meat pizza. I have three words for Julia. Four <laughs> meat pizza. Apparently, it's possible to eat a bad one. Yeah, meat lovers is not the choice for her anymore, for sure. Yeah. Oh. And so, yeah, she came in and she was laying on the floor had a headache, just everything. And I just said, we kind of have a lot of show today. Yeah. Plenty to talk about. But I mean, take care of yourself. We've got yeah. some audio. Well, we don't ever do a show without a without a code. This yeah. is the first time. This is I've noticed that in my all my years with you guys, which is only about almost two and a half yeah. now. It's uh, this is the first. So many. All my years. <laughs> it's not a lot, but it, <laughs> it's been fun. So yeah, this is a first. In all for my twenty one years. Yeah. Really? You guys always had one, huh? We've always had, yeah, just somebody, you know. But anyway, I was just like, just get the hell out of here. Yeah, it'll be, you you got it taken care of. And I said, don't ever eat a bad four cheese pizza again. (laughs) Apparently, power went out, unthawed, thawed, things got sketchy. Yes, that can happen. Sketchy. Okay, so kind of a cool thing happened um, last night, like, before sunset in New York City, yes, there's a little bit of a rainstorm and a double rainbow mm-hmm. perfectly arched on um, the 22nd anniversary of 9-11. Right. And I mean, I just had goosebumps looking at it and we posted it, GMA yes. posted. It's kind of been everywhere. People were like, really, and you really do take hope and signs like that. I mean, I'm on the day of my dad's funeral, a double mm-hmm. rainbow yes. over the aerial lift bridge. And it was so comforting. And I feel like that was just a comforting sign a for the world. Yes. Absolutely. You know? So yeah. thanks for posting. It was really awesome to see that. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, I just have to say, I said to Casey this morning, I said, wow, we're going to talk about sports two, two days in a row. <laughs> Accidental sports talk. How is this possible? I know. But Aaron Rodgers, tell people what happened. So last night, first drive, his fourth play on the fourth snap of the game, all this anticipation leading up to his debut with the New York Jets, he tore his Achilles attendant on the fourth snap of the game. Didn't even complete a pass, never even got to do and. It's it's beyond, and you're talking about that double rainbow. Last night in New York City, there was a storm in New York City yeah. prior to this situation, and so there was a an analyst over at Good Morning Football it's for NFL Network, and he was talking about how this town, this city, New York City, was just ready to embrace this this new era of football with Aaron yeah, Rodgers with the Jets and with the Jets, and um, 
to be crushed like that within the first three minutes of the football game. So is he so we, out? He's out for the season. He is 39 years old. Is there a Green Bay Packer curse? The, <laughs> did the fans curse him? I, you there know, was bad juju about him and everything. Yeah, was he cursed? It could be based on his actions over the last year and a half. There might have been a little karma, but... Yeah, I, I don't. I think there could be a Green Bay curse. Oh. I, I just, but I do truly feel bad for the guy. I, you know, I was wondering because uh, there's some college kids that live across the street, and mm-hmm. I could tell they were watching Monday Night Football based on the yelling mm-hmm. and everything. And then this morning, Michael Strain on GMA, they were doing like the highlights, and then you know the backup quarterback. I mean, and then the sixty. I mean, it was kind of exciting because the Jets ended up winning on a last second on a, on a punt return in overtime. I mean, it was a it was still a very exciting game. But here's the deal: their backup quarterback Zach Wilson. I know this is really in depth sports talk. Has had a lot of issues in the past. They're not a fan. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was the savior of this franchise. Right. They even a did forty year old savior savior yeah, in football savior, and he was the new. I mean, they did Hard Knocks came into town, and they did their HBO Hard Knocks show about the Jets. I mean, there was so much media behind this. I mean, you go to you go to TMZ right now. You go to Page Six. You go to New York Post. One of, this morning, one of the top stories All was right. Aaron Rodgers. What about this? Yeah, Justin Timberlake was obnoxiously seen hanging out with Aaron oh. before the game played. Now, I know Drake famously is considered a hex at different sporting events that he's gone to, and the team always loses at yes, Drake. Yeah. And I'm just wondering is there a Justin Timberlake <laughs> hexed him? He might have. And of course, he always has to make a spectacle of himself, JT. Mm, yeah. And we're going to be talking about the, GMA, the VMAs, I mean, but I was just like. It, the biggest thing that I laughed at this morning was. That there was some guy, I don't know if he's just some random guy or a football guy, who had, like, before the game... Two and a half hours before the game, tweeted out. What did he tweet? He tweeted out that within the next two and a half hours, Aaron Rodgers is going to, is going to tear his Achilles tendon, and okay. he did. He did. That's and like did. Simpson level. That's um, Simpson level prediction. prediction. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very, very creepy. There's just. Do it, they still have to pay him his big contract? Oh, yeah. Oh, money guaranteed. The money's <gasps> guaranteed. Um, he's 39. Who knows if he, you know, if he'll even come back next year. So all this, I mean, and, and, and you know, going back to what I said earlier about this, this GMA, which is good morning football or GM, good morning football analyst. He was there for the game and he was leaving right in the first quarter because he does a morning show. And as he was leaving, just to put a perspective, he saw, you know, like you said, the college kids going down the street, chanting Aaron Rodgers' name. They hadn't even gotten into the game yet. They didn't even know that oh. he was hurt. There was a family of four outside the stadium walking in, all wearing number eight Aaron Rodgers jerseys, excited to start this whole new adventure, not knowing that... Because he has been a good quarterback. Yes. I mean, you got, his, his, his talking aside the last year, his yeah. athletic ability is outstanding. Yeah. And so this was... This was a shock to a lot of people, myself included. I know we don't like to talk fantasy, but I lost fantasy. Oh, no. 91 to 91.3, and my quarterback is, Aaron, gone. is Aaron Rodgers. Oh, boy, you screwed. Yeah, if I would have had my quarterback, I would have easily won. I mean, this is... Are Green Bay Packer fans having any schadenfreude for this, well, or uh, would they feel bad? I've, we've talked to a couple of them. Okay. Quinn and Jess here are both Green Bay Packers. Packer fans and they feel bad and yeah but I saw some pretty nasty stuff on Facebook last night nobody you nobody wants to root for injury upon no, anybody I you agree, know I agree and there were some people last night that I know were, and I'm not saying this is all Packer fans but I saw some posts where I'm like come on we, yeah. we don't want to root for injury I mean yes 
there's that battle, that rivalry between us yeah, and the Packers. Yeah, yeah, but you don't want, yeah, I hope somebody breaks his neck. Yeah, you, you know? never want that, never Something want like that. that. But it was going on last night, and I think after All people right. realized how serious it was, it stopped. And people are now kind of like, oh, this is just a bummer. It's just a bummer. Yeah, so he's just out. Yeah, he's out for the year. <laughs> and I don't know, I don't know, I heard somebody call in to Donna and Steve yeah. with pickleball advice. And oh. the pickleball... One of the number one injuries in pickleball is tearing Achilles tendons. There you it's one go. of the reasons orthopedic surgeons, surgeons buy a boat every time a new person picks up a pickleball paddle. Yeah, exactly. Every time they hear a pickleball. Stretch, it's, stretch, stretch. <laughs> that's true. I mean, it's there's a, there's this truth to that. Every person in their late 30s, early 40s that starts to try sports, that's probably where they get their money from. But Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, listen, we do have a full show today. The... Amazingly delightful Cardi B was in the clubhouse with Andy Cohen. That's our story we can't get enough of. Segwaying into the VMAs are on TV tonight. Absolutely. And one more thing. The rumor is Tom Brady's being knocked at the door. This There is rumors going around already today. Tom Brady. To have him come in and, and oh, would he love that. <laughs> he would love that attention. He would love that. To fall back in love with his other wife, football. Yes. In New York City against, you know, New York where he was playing Boston for all these years. Who knows if he'll do it, but that's the talk of the town right now. Really? That's good talk of the town. I like it, Grant. Yeah. All right, listen, when we come back, it is our story we can't get enough of. Lori and Julia here with Ann Tressler of Tressler Law. We've been getting some questions from our listeners about divorce, Ann. And one listener asked us, what if my child doesn't want to live with me? Well, we have a saying in family law, and that is that when children reach a certain age, and that can kind of vary, there's nothing in our state laws, but as they get to kind of like 13, 14, 15, they can have a voice, but they don't have a choice. Think of it this way. If your child suddenly said, I'm not going to school, you don't let them make that decision. So they'll have some input on what type of schedule there might be, but they're not going to be the final judge on the issue. And what about moving out of state? Moving out of state is not an easy thing. It's really a case-by-case basis. I would encourage someone to talk to an attorney about it. But our laws really encourage, as long as both parents are actively involved, that the parent-child relationship is priority. So moving out of state without the other parent's consent is pretty tough. For a free one-hour divorce consultation, go to TrustlerLaw.com or use MyTalk keyword divorce. Thank you, Grant. Um, Okay, so Cardi B, uh, she was in the one and only guest in the clubhouse last night, which Andy Cohen only gives that to people he considers A++ VIP. Nice, okay. You know, Cher's been solo in the clubhouse. Not very many people get the solo time in the clubhouse. She's never been on. And, of course, um, people sometimes forget that Cardi B got her start on reality TV, Love and Hip Hop. Oh, yes, yes. You know, mm-hmm. way, way back in the day. Way back, season, I want to say season six. Okay. So she's in the clubhouse last night, and, I mean, she had, like, Diana Ross hair mm-hmm. from the 70s. It looked amazing. Beautiful dress. Her nails were incredible. She's just I don't know why I get such a kick out of her. And of course, she is awesome. (laughs) She is uh, performing bongos with Megan Thee Stallion. And I'm obsessed with that song. What a song. (laughs) What a song. Um, You know, as epic as uh, the first. Well, maybe not WAP because that line, there's holes in the house. There's holes in the house. But she's got a couple of good lines. Anyway, I'm excited for her. But Andy asked her, uh, what would her real housewife's tagline be? Everyone wants to know what your housewife tagline would be. Hmm. 
I, should I stand up and like pose it? You can you can just do it to the camera. Okay. Okay. The only thing I throw harder than mics is shade. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Then I got big, big applause. She's so, and she's like, should I stand up? I mean, she, I just got the biggest kick out of her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then you know, <laughs> they did a trash in her fashion segment with her where. He shows the guests pictures of them at a red carpet event, and then that person says, "Is it still fashion or is it trashing?" Okay, and that was kind of a fun game, but too uh, too um, visual. And then uh, I don't know if this was an Andy question or audience question about, but Cardi B. And strippers. I think this is audience. KDP emailed, after getting your start as a stripper, how much do you usually tip during a night at a strip club now that you're famous? I overdo it. You do? I I had a feeling. And you know what? What I don't like is, like, I feel like back then the strippers used to, like, dance a little harder. Like, now, like, the girls don't even climb the pole. They just, like, look at you like... Are they lazy? They're lazy. Really? (laughs) (laughs) They're lazy. And I be spending, like, racks. Right. Right. They need to do something. Yeah, like, top that little... Right. (laughs) (laughs) She is just raunchy. I love Uh, it. She is. Uh, Then the last uh, clip we have for you is, you know... Because she, obviously, she's very engaged. Like, people have parasocial relationships with Cardi B. Like, she engages with her fans. Mm-hmm. She, I, what you see is what you get with Absolutely. her. I mean, I just, anyway, but I, there, she does get hate, and she's had a lot of online, you know, stuff that she's gotten into with other famous people, other just regular people. But uh, here's what they say and about some that. surrounding her relationship, yes, you know, so yes. here we go. Yep, we're having some technical difficulties here. Oh, so th- shoot. She really uh, put, an, put an end to the haters. Give me a second here. Just talk for a second. I'll yeah. refresh this here. Well, anyway, tonight, again, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion are performing their first, you know, the, of course, the song Bongo. and video just dropped on Friday, but it, it should be an epic performance of Bongo's um, that I think people are very excited about. Of course, Taylor Swift is the most nominated artist for the VMAs tonight. Yeah, she is. Uh, Justin Timberlake and the boys from NSYNC. At first, everyone thought that they were going to perform because apparently mm-hmm. Justin has had to go crawling back to the boys to get them to do a song for Trolls, the new Trolls movie. I saw that, yeah. And um, uh, But, I mean, I love to see Justin drag himself back to the beginning and acknowledging the only way he can get hype is getting back together with the guy. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Guys, who he has been so rude about. You know, remember he said there's no way I'd ever perform with oh, him yeah. again. He's doing a Vegas residency means basically means you're phone, dialing it in and you're oh yeah, old he's, and used up. His head has been above his in sync life for a long time, and now you're right. He's definitely he wouldn't do this if things were popping for him. Because let's let's be real, he's showing up as a presenter with the other in sync boys at something he used to be the main event at, mm-hmm. and now he's a nostalgia act himself. That's what he called people who went to Vegas. You're, you're leaning on your nostalgia. Days. Oh, yeah, he's a little... I mean, what has he done since the Super Bowl when he was here? Really? And that was like the... 2018. Um, again, the beginning of the end for him. That was and five that years Man ago. of the Woods was so bad, that oh, album. And I went to that tour when it was here. just... Uh, you know, his uh, forever, I, I, he's in my crap list for Janet Jackson. But even how he disrespected Prince, you know, one time at an award show, adjusted the mic down low. And he's done just a lot of uh, whatever, whatever. I don't like him. Even no, that. no. But anyway, he's serving nostalgia in exchange for goodwill. I love I it. He's love tra- to see it. He's crawling back for sure. I, we can give this Cardi okay, B haters audio. So this okay. is what she has to say to all of her haters. Do you worry about what people say about you? Are you, are you, is, does criticism penetrate you? You're such a huge superstar. I can't imagine that it does. It does penetrate me, but then I get over it. Cause it's like, look at you. You're a bum. <laughs> <laughs> You, oh, she carries it. She, she does. Really does. She ended the haters with that one. And and she just, it was a great episode. It was a great episode. I want to go back and watch the after show. Um, that got me thinking about, oh, the VMAs, not only do we get great performances, but people really wear crazy things. Oh, yeah. And Graham posted, this is from BuzzFeed, 17 of the wildest outfits celebs have worn over the years. <laughs> Probably the most infamous outfit. In VMA history, Lady Gaga's meat dress yes. in 2010. That was something. For me, one of the most iconic things that we ever saw at the VMAs, we have to go back to 1991, but Prince wearing his yellow um, assless pants mm-hmm. in 1991, this lacy outfit, and he turned around. I mean, we just went absolutely crazy, but that goes all the way back to 19. 19- 91, one year, also Lady Gaga wore a red dress and a matching face thing and mm-hmm. a crown. Mm-hmm. And um, little Kim. That's the one that I, I mean, I grew up thinking now, she was my Cardi B back in the 90s. Oh, she's gorgeous. And then she just wrecked her face with doing whatever she did. Like she did like five nose. <laughs> she ends up with a Michael Jackson nose. Yeah. But so cute. But she wore a purple jumpsuit and one seashell. Oh, yeah. Pasty on her boob. And Diana Ross oh. lifted up her boob as they were presenting. She was, I mean, that was Epic. really a moment. Oh, yes. Um, and then, you know, Prince in 91 performing, I forget what year uh, Like a Prayer came out. But, I, you know, I I shocked Rocco yesterday with something. He didn't know this. Do you know Prince is the guitar on Like a Prayer? No. He is uncredited. He did three songs on that, al- like a, on that album, and he's not credited, but I've... 
Yeah, eighty nine. Right. Yeah, that album came out in eighty nine. Eighty nine, and he, I guess he would do stuff like that, but I never knew that Prince was uh, like a prayer. He pray, He played on three songs from Like a Prayer. Like a Prayer, Keep It Together, and Act of Contri- uh, Act of uh, Contrition. Contrition. Yeah, yeah, all three of those songs he was on. Yeah. So wow. next time you listen to Like a Prayer, oh, and a couple years ago, Doja Cat came out dressed like a big worm. I mean, that was. That was goofy. So, you know, if you're looking for something tonight, VMAs, they're on MTV, uh, Paramount, Paramount Plus, streaming, and, uh, of course, VH1. Absolutely. Plenty, plenty to check out. Hey, everybody. It's uh, Lori here for Minneapolis uh, Skin Care, which is uh, the skincare clinic that's affiliated with Minneapolis Plastic Surgery. And got a great um, testimonial today from Julie. I love this place. I had... I have a lot of sun damage from years of being in the sun without protecting my skin. But the pros at Minneapolis Anti-Aging and Skin Clinic have been working with me to reverse all that. I've gotten rid of sunspots, wrinkles. My skin is smooth and my face looks great again. I also appreciate they only want to provide me with the products and services that I've actually need. need. I've tried a few other places and I've always been disappointed with the money paid and the results received. Highly recommended. Julie and I, that was our first uh, skincare clinic that we ever went to when we started here. And we highly recommend it. Go to mplsskin.com. They're in Maple Grove and Golden Valley, and you get $50 off your first 100. Bill Withers singing his amazing song, Grandma's Hand. That was so... Oh, Lord, that's... You made my heart swell with joy. And gladness. Well, and you gave me the idea because you're here to talk to us about a couple of things. Nothing to do with acting because you, of course, are a famous actor here and, you know, in the Twin Cities and singer for a long time. I have People know you and you helped us with our movie last year. I know. That was so much fun. Which was, you know, uh, a non-union thing. So we can just briefly mention it. But you had... You had said that you wanted to talk to us about you've got something going on at the Dakota, yeah. but you also completed a collab with the New York Times bestselling author Resma Menkem. Menkem, okay, mm-hmm. on a children's book called "Stories from My Grandmother's Hands," and yeah. it made me think of Bill Withers and that song "Grandma's Hands." That's perfect, uh, and that song is so. I mean it. It's it has such wonderful memories for I don't know anyone who doesn't hear it and go, oh, mm-hmm. you know, because um for for the a good majority of us I, I I can't speak for those who don't have this experience but for a good majority of us um, the mother the grandmother relationship was just so wonderful and warm wonderful. and heart rendering and and big mama bosom hugs and mm-hmm. you grab you real oh, tight yeah. you know oh yeah oh my those. grandma my breathe, one grandma you know. had the most pillowiest body yeah. and i loved getting oh. hugged but that's probably where i love my boobs going all the way back to my grandma's pillowy hugs <laughs> but but do you ever sing uh that song well, not, not, um, I, I sang a long time ago i'm singing um i do a um a jazzy version of when i wake up in the morning love sunlight hurts my eyes suddenly without warning love 
something heavy on my mind. Then I look at you, and the world's all right with me. Oh, just one look at you, and it's going to be a lovely day. So I do lovely day in a yes. real smooth kind of oh my lovely God. day. Oh. Lovely you day. Could, oh. I mean, I, okay, so like you were doing kind of, let's let's before we talk about the children's book, let's go back to your show at the Dakota, because yeah. you, you've got a solo gig, basically, at the I Dakota. Do. You have an hour and a half show, my 90 man. 90 minutes of you looking in my face saying... You have the talent, Ooh. mister. You oh. You're so good. Your voice, look at how you can just sing. I mean, Grant, can you believe he can just... Do you know how rare that is oh. in our studio, even though we have a lot of people who sing... Um, not a lot. People will say, oh, I haven't warmed up or, oh, yeah. you know, just a handful Singing of people. Singing is such a gift. It, it, I mean, for me, it's such a blessing. Um, it saved my life. I mean, literally and figuratively in so many ways. I mean, I, I found uh, the essence of my calling and uh, my purpose. It allowed, and I've always known that my voice was, Special. not my singing voice, but my voice just in terms of what emanates from inside of me. It is honey. That purpose. It is you know? honey. It is warm yeah. honey. Oh, thank you for yeah. warm honey. I love so that. So where, what what night is your show? At it's the Thursday. It's this coming Thursday. Oh, it's this Thursday. This Thursday. All right, let's get cracking. Yeah, That's this the Thursday 14th. the 14th at, at the Dakota. Ooh. Right downtown. I'm that headlining. is a good date spot. Yeah, it's a great date spot. This would be that. a good date night. So are yeah. you doing one show at what time? One show at 7 p.m. Okay. Yeah. And just go to Dakota Cooks, I think so, it is. That's right, dakotacooks.com. And um, we're, we're there. I, I have some great musicians. How many Sanford people Moore, in the band? Seven. Oh, my I went, gosh. I went, I went wacko. I said, yeah. you know what? Why not? Sanford Moore? He's playing piano. Okay. Tommy Barbarella playing keys. What? I know. Hi. What? Hello? Hello. The double, the duo. Yeah. And then I um, have this, this incredible drummer, Kevin Washington, Daryl Boudreau on percussion, um, Peter Verks on sax, uh, David Feely on guitar, Jonathan on bass, and uh, and then there's me. What the hey? Yeah, what the hey? What kind of music? What's yeah. the well, all over the map. You know, it, like. what's, what's really fun about this is that I get a chance so to what? sing some jazz standards and basics, and, but I'm going to sing some show, not show tunes like bah, da, 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 yeah, like yeah. that, but songs I've done in shows that really have been a memorable to others. I think I'm doing a song from a show that we did back in 1992 at Penumbra Theater. Um, it was a play called Last Minstrel Show, mm-hmm. and it was about the lynching in in Duluth in oh, 1920, my gosh. Yes. which was the last public lynching in this country. People mm-hmm. don't realize that the last. Where they had like a band and a circus and they had a carnival. It is such a, it is people. such Duluth. Just, I mean, yes, they did. Fi- they finally put in uh, a, yeah, a monument, a, a monument at yeah. the spot where where it's the lynching place. happened on yeah. First Street. But for uh, they they the shame of it right. and people just wanted to sweep that it never happened. But it was the last public lynching in the United States was in Duluth, Minnesota. Right. What was it? Nineteen twenty. Twenty. I mean, it's just really. Yeah. And so this piece was written by men. Three men. Three men. Three men from a circus uh, and a false accusation. There were four. There were four accused. Three Mm -hmm. of the four were were lynched. The fourth man was was fortunate enough, and it's the character I played in the play, a guy named Roscoe Leeds. Okay, and so you sing. I sing a a, song from it called "This Color of Mine," which is a a tribute to basically the essence of even when we experience the most tragic 
and transformative moments, we may be changed, but we are not defeated. Mm -hmm. And even in that moment where he looked at his, at people making his color an issue, he still loved his himself. And it's yeah. a, a story about loving you. So. Oh, I uh, I want to hear this. Yeah, song. yeah. yeah. And, and Richard Thompson directed the piece, and so it's 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 just a really great. It's a great play. Uh, it was a great play. And then I'm doing a piece from a Twelve Angry Men. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a piece from which I'm so sorry I never you know, saw that yeah. Peter Rothstein's production. Oh that yeah, I heard, everyone said it was just incredible. it was really pretty cool. Yeah. I loved it. Love being a part of that cast. And so I'm doing some of those pieces. I'm doing some pieces from my jazz CD called Simply. And going to do a piece called Simply, which is mm. kind of a spoken word poem that's set to music. Oh, nice. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. This sounds like a very rich, yeah. night, a wonderful night of music. A yeah. good date night, like I said. It, it, oh, yeah, yeah. And and they have a great menu there. The they Dakota, sure do. And the people there are really tremendous. And so I, I thank all the folks at the Is Dakota. this the first time you've done a solo show well, there? You know, or it's did been you, like... It's been a long time. It's been 20 years. Wow. 20 years. Yeah, I typically find myself... Mr. Rambo. I what, what, I'm glad these people have come to their senses. Thank you, Somebody. Lowell. Somebody. <laughs> with, that, with that cheers. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right, you're funny. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, so, so that's what's happening with those seven, okay. those seven guys, um, myself, and then a host of people who I hope come out. My brother's coming in from Los Angeles. Oh, my um, pops will be there. My, his wife. I Margaret. gotta try and pop down. Oh, his wife Margaret loves you too. Really? Does you she too, listen? Grant. Does okay. she listen on the app or something? She listens. Yeah. Yeah. Where, I mean, she wherever, probably li- however, wherever, however. Yeah. You know, she takes doses of of Lori and Julia pills or something. <laughs> I love it. You know. Oh, if only they could package us that <laughs> way. <Yeah. laughs> I like that. Have you had your low J today? Have you, have you had your low J dose? Yes. <laughs> Oh, that's well. That sounds wonderful. DakotaCooks.com. Yeah. T. Michael Rambo performing uh, this Thursday at seven o'clock, and you know you better get your tickets because I do yeah. think this is getting get, get getting close to selling out. Yeah, it actually is. Yeah, I'm really happy yeah, about that. Yeah, of course. Know? I want them to rebook you on the regular. Oh, that. From your lips to their yes. ears. Yes, you know, oh, like no. kind of like what T- Tina Shalisky does, and she'll come in every three months or something. I just mean, do a little I, something. Just yeah, she does her Frank Sinatra show or this or that. I mean, you have such an incredible singing wow. range. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, maybe we could get a little seasonal thing. You know, I think so. Yeah, well, this is my my autumnal. Yes, I, I love it. I love it. You are going to be trying this. And now, tell us about. I I love the stories from my grandmother's hands. Yeah, well, Resma Minikin, who's an amazing um, breath healer and somatic healer, and he what is a breath healer? Well, he um, his work as a psychologist is to uh, acknowledge the power of breathing as a way to release trauma mm-hmm. and to release those things that are toxic within our system, whether they be literally mineral toxicity mm-hmm. or or family of origin or past life mm-hmm. or just the rage and, and the nature of the toxicity of being a black and brown body in, in, yeah. in a country I mean, that, is, that has oppressed yes. um, the people who, it uh, makes white people so terribly uncomfortable that that is a fact. Yeah. And, but and, it is a fact. It is a fact. It, it is, is a fact. A fact and, that, it, and it impacts people from uh, black and brown bodies in ways that white bodies don't understand because it impacts physical health, mental health, emotional health. Yeah. And, and the structure of families. As and well. just from 
skin color. I yeah. mean, that that is the most. It, it is always just heart. It's a heartbreaking. Thing. Yeah, and, it's and, a heartbreaking and, thing. And it's it's hard because uh, something that someone cannot alter alters so significantly how their mm-hmm. humanity is embraced or not, or mm-hmm. the lack thereof. Mm-hmm. And so um, his work really looks at deconstructing, okay. dismantling, disarming those who who have weaponized their space in, in places where they feel empowered or where they have power, not right. even feeling power, where they yeah. have power. So anyway, his book is called My Grandmother's Hands, and it's a New York Times bestseller. I mean, it's, it's, it's been people just Love it. taken off the shelves. And he reached out to me after having been in an engagement. We were both at the same engagement. I was emceeing, and um, we were talking. I shared with him that I was writing a book called Imogene, the Fashion Queen, and the Missing Sock. Oh, so I'm writing this little cute little children story. I Imogene, love that. Poor little Imogene. She couldn't find her socks. She had a meltdown. And this whole story is about how sometimes in life, even when you lose something important, sometimes you have to go back to where you started mm-hmm. to find it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you guys met that way. That way. And okay. then he said, you know, I want to put a, make a children's book of this story. And so we collaborated and... Lo and behold, we have now stories. Oh my gosh! My and hands. is it out? You know, we Not we have we, well. Um, there are some museum copies out okay. currently, which are kind of the the big money ones, like the two fifty. Got book, it. Got you know, it. To I kind see. Of help. That's what you call those books, the museum books. Yes. <laughs> I always look at them and I say, I don't want to carry that to wherever I'm going next. It, exactly. That's how I, you know. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot of book. Yeah. Um, and then um, so. We right now the biggest thing is we're doing this this GoFundMe because um, Erasmus, oh to publish more books well, and to get actually, books to, out yeah to to we we are we are fifty thousand dollars toward raising one hundred thousand okay. dollars to give away one hundred thousand books oh, to black know. and brown babies in libraries and spaces where children who don't have the experience of owning and having a tactile reading object yeah can have a book of their own and you know what I'll I'll tell you as a Lonely military brat, a kid who moved around a lot. Same here. Same with you. Mm-hmm. Books, besides my sisters, you know, and my mom and dad, because we played cards and yeah. listened to records and stuff like that. But Did we grow bo- up in the same house? Yeah, basically, well, yeah. books, reading books, that yeah. was my friend. And I love, we always, just, I loved a library, and, and I think how much that does mean and to yeah. be able to read books that you escape into that sound like you or, mm-hmm. or could you be your story or that look like look you, like you. Yeah, it that. is it is a it is a huge huge lifeline that that's really funny because that's what the powerfulness of uh, 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 uh the powerful nature of this book is because children will see themselves on mm-hmm. the pages uh Leroy Johnson who who, who did the art Right, you got to hold that thought. Yeah. We're going to find out how where we go to this GoFundMe, but we're okay. we're Way losing over. track of time. Oh, oh. That's you was like time stands still, but it didn't, did it? It didn't. But I could just gaze in your eyes and talk forever. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hey, everybody! It's Lori here for Learning Our Acts, and I was just talking with uh, T. Michael Rambo about you know reading and what a difference it made in my life as as a kid and but the other thing that it, it made besides giving me companionship um reading was the fact that i guess it made school so much easier for me i just became an avid reader and i struggled you know a little tiny bit with it but i wasn't like dyslexic like my sister 
And it made going to school so much easier for me. It made homework easier. It made, you know, test taking easier. So if you've got a kid that's just really struggling and reading's the number one thing Learning Rx helps with, 952-949-6900. Just take the assessment. It's $99. It's a nationally recognized cognitive skills assessment test. Tell them the girls sent you. Everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. Mr. T. Michael Rambo is talking to us. And of course, T. Michael helped us with our non-union seven-minute movie last year. And uh, the Lori and Julia are, what was the name of our damn unbearable movie? Unbearable Weight of... The Unbearable Weight of Being Massively Delusional, <laughs> the Low J story. <laughs> <laughs> and you were our piano. Yeah, I was your instructor. Your, your instructor. Yeah, acting yeah, acting you acting went, you coach. went. Vocal coach. Yeah, la, but, la, 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 la. but you also did another thing. Me, me. Me, 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 me. You, 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 Oh, that was perfect. Perfect. Okay, so T. Michael, yeah. uh, you know, we're not, we're talking about your singing performance that's happening because you uh, really, you know, you sing and act and MC and you are you are light to people. Everyone who knows you just feels Absolutely. so like they just love you. And Julia and I just love you. And we've known you now for 21 20, years because yeah, we really met. Yeah. Like, I oh. probably saw a story about you in The Villager about something you were in in Penumbra. Yeah, 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 yeah. 20 years ago, more than likely, because that's how we had to look the, for guests. Uh-huh. There wasn't an internet, you guys. Oh, we internet. had to use the paper. I used to go to Schinders. Donnie oh, would. Schinders. Oh. I mean, that's. Isn't that something? We Newspapers and magazines. What did we do without the net of enter? I don't know, I don't but know. that's probably how I found you. I bet you were acting in yeah. something at the Penumbra. So you're going to be at the Dakota this Thursday night, September 14th. The show's at 7 o'clock. This is like Julia's kind of a date night, man, because yeah. it's 90 minutes. 90 minutes. You're home by 10. That's right. Yeah. You're home before the news, and even when that when you get that little kind of twitch where your, your buttocks start yeah. feeling weird 90 in the chair, minutes is perfection. You're up, you're out of there. Yeah. So go to com, And then, um, okay, so you were, you're doing a GoFundMe. Yeah. Yeah, I, you're an author now yeah. with stories from my grandmother's hand. Did yeah. you contribute one of the stories or yeah, what? I, I, I wrote those All the, of them. the pages. It just, they just came out of our collective conversations, and so oh I put what, whatever we said. I put it on the paper and made it make yeah. sense. Do you have and a yeah. story about like you got to have a story about something that your grandma made mm. in the kitchen? You watched her hands. Well, you at know, the- um, I used to. I, I know that my father's mother, my maternal, my paternal grandmother, uh, passed when I was a child. She passed of breast cancer. And I remember my father's telling me stories because when I was a kid, I wore braces, a Thomas heel, oh. where I connected my feet together because I had the, the weird feet. Oh, that's yeah. always oh. an exceptional way to. You yeah, know. so I was I was like a little <laughs> no. little sea otter. Little yeah, sea otter. right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Toasted almond sea otter. Just yeah, kind of my brother the house. had that thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And so I remember her hands because I would sit at her feet and flap around and entertain her, from what I understand. And, yeah. And so those are some great memories of of, of that particular grandmother yeah and then i did a song i dedicated uh uh de- the song called dedicated to you to my mother's mother lillian oh, on the okay. cd yeah so that Aww. yeah so this this story here is beautiful because um it looks at different ways we all uh say the names of our different grandmothers mm-hmm. so 
It's yeah, like, you know what mine is? Yeah. Oh, I mean, first I want to just have a forest grandma name. Yeah. I was Glamma, because Glamma. I had read in Love an it. interview that Goldie Hawn got her grandkids to call her Glamma. And and so I tried with the first two, and they're now like seven and nine. And it kind of took, but it was mostly, you know, no one called me that. Me realizing I didn't want to be called Grandma in public, because I'd gone on a couple of trips with them, and they yelled <laughs> Grandma at me, and I keep walking. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep walking. I'm like, kids, you can call me by my name. We can't do that, Grandma. But my <laughs> my, I got accidentally dubbed Go Go by uh, my bonus daughter's I first child, little Bruce. And he calls me Go Go, and I'm like, now this that is that handle. name I can get behind. That's hot. But you don't That's really, sassy. you don't have a choice because it is kind of the. Kids, and they are such a little blessing. I have to say, as someone who's only been a bonus mom and didn't get to be an all the way mom, I really, really uh, adore adore being a grandma because I loved being a grandchild, and I had two wonderful grandmothers. I just think that go go thing. We got to market that, isn't that good? And I've heard other people, Gigi, or you know, but Mima. I'm very glad I'm not from the south because I cannot handle Mima. Mima, Mima. Yeah, yeah, or mm. peepa, you know. But Ooh, I mean, that's yeah. always like it's a what, regional what, what, thing, and whatever, whatever you all can mutually agree upon. Yeah, unless you had a mean gr- grandma, I think most people feel quite fond See, towards that, grandparents. That, and that, and this this book kind of asks the the reader and the listener to um, to not romanticize. But remember how dear those relationships oh, were, yeah. and how much we learned from our oh grandmothers, even if. Even for those of us who may have had troubling uh, memories of those stories, right. uh, we learned either how to have grace, mm-hmm. or we learned strength and resilience and, and tenacity, you know, the things that we get from yeah. those people. And as we always know, you know, we may not do what they say, but we do what they do. Oh, my you know, God. Right? I mean, I okay. have such a vivid memory of my grandma should say to me, Lori Kay, I'd be, I was in third and fourth grade because we lived Lori in Kay, Duluth. We weren't overseas. We put this these cream, put this cream on my corns on my feet, and we'll watch wrestling, and I'll make you fudge afterwards. And I'd be like, okay, and then I'm gonna dust all your wooden stuff, and she'd be like, okay. That is hilarious. Oh my gosh, the fudge part is the great payoff. Oh I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm loving that fudge thing. You know, and she would scoop it. She would put it on this huge oval platter. platter yeah. It would it would chill and you and chill and then it would just be yeah, yeah anyway but I would gladly rub the co- anyway tell us your GoFundMe yes. we got off yes. track yes. to try and get another fifty thousand dollars to get uh, books in the hands yeah. of kids who need it yeah well you know, it, it, it's really very easy to find okay quick you, you go to GoFundMe mm-hmm. and then you type in stories from my grandmother's hand that's it okay and that's it and you'll see this beautiful picture of this wonderful child right. wrapped in a quilt we'll put a link up thank you. Yep. Yes. All right. Thank you for being here. Oh, you always just make my light shine. Uh, I appreciate it.